inside of you, seek the inner you, and that is where you will truly find freedom. I just want to let you know we've officially started. Oh, incredible. <laughs> Welcome to season two of On the Fly. I'm going to pause it real quick. I'm going to keep that intro. I'm just going to make sure the sound actually is coming in heck of swell. <laughs> Give me one moment. So yeah, the audio is working. <laughs> Again, like we said, welcome back. Season two of On the Fly, even though Kyle refused to uproot his life and leave his wife and child and job and come live in a college dorm with me and continue this podcast. But we, we move on. Uh, so this season, it's going to be me, Kenny, in case you forgot which one was which. And we'll just be cycling through a cast of colorful hosts. Today we have... You can say your name. My name is Tanner. Tanner what? Tanner Thompson. Oh my gosh. The alliteration. TT. I do my best. I'd like to hear it. Uh, I just wanted to start off by saying my original plans for this uh, so-called season two. I haven't told Tanner this, so his reaction is going to be entirely genuine. So ignore all his oohs and ahs. You don't have to oo and ah, by the way. So what I was going to do originally, <laughs> I was going to start with this would be season three, and I would keep referring to things that happened in season two, yet we never had filmed it. Tanner is currently freaking out right now. Just open and close my fridge. I didn't agree to this. <laughs> but yeah, and then I would have eventually gone back and filmed a season two, and we'd have to do everything that we had uh, referenced in it. Okay. So if I had said, whoa, remember that time you made that really off-color joke in season two, episode five, second three. You would have had to made a very off-color joke when we went and filmed that. Yeah, I'm already disliking this format. I'm going to be real with you. Like, what, actually doing season two first? No, uh, the, the whole off-color joke bit. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. It's, it's all right. I'll get over it. Just, <laughs> just tell me the off-color joke. No, you would have come up with that on your own, but I would have yeah. said you had made one, and then you would have had to have been pretend to have gone back in time and made it in our fictional season two. But I'm getting way ahead of myself. So today, we're not time traveling at all. We're going to profess our love for Muppets because we just, we just got out of watching The Muppets, no subtitle, from 2011. And it was going to originally be a review, but we've decided there are very few things wrong with this movie, and we're just going to gush about it and give a few concerns or pointers or just... Just talk about a movie that we both thoroughly enjoyed. It's hard to go wrong. Once you finish watching that movie, you just feel happiness from inside of you gushing out. We ended up putting the soundtrack on a second time and just kind of jammed out a little bit. I mean, it's too good not to. And in the movie, they cut so much good stuff that's in those songs. Mm -hmm. They make them too short. One of my favorite things is, so Chris Cooper, who plays... Tex Richmond also plays one of the bad guys in the Jason Bourne series. Starts at some point to sing a hip-hop song about he's Tex Richmond, he's the greatest. Oh, you're, you're thinking of Jason Bourne. What did I say? You said, you're saying he did that in The Muppets. He, he did that hip-hop I'm, I'm, yeah, no, I'm, I'm saying, think of the guy from Jason Bourne. Think of like this intimidating guy, and now imagine him hip-hop rapping to a bunch of Muppets. Oh, yeah, he, so he did a hip-hop number in Jason Bourne and this, and this movie. I'm getting them mixed up. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
but absolutely stunning that man. Uh, so yeah, I guess we'll just go back and forth and we'll talk about things that we noticed and cared about in this movie. Yeah. I'll let you go first. Oh, you are too kind. I don't know, just the expression on Jason Segal's face the entire movie. He just looks <laughs> so happy to be alive and to be dancing and to be acting alongside a bunch of puppets. He just radiates happiness and it, it's very nice. I personally think he's holding back tears because he knows he's reached the peak of his career. There's no going up from here once you've reached the Muppets and the existential song of him singing, Is He a Man or a Muppet? As he tries to understand, is he really a man? Or is he, indeed, a Muppet? It's really a, re a revelation. When he, when he cries, he's really thinking about all the crap that he's made up until now, and now he can't, he can't make anything better than this. <laughs> uh, I also, while we were watching, we wanted to just realize that there was a large death toll in this movie. There really is. That doesn't get discussed, but it's quite, quite a high body count. So, some examples. In early in the movie, when we're in Fozzie's dressing room, which just happens to be a back alley in Reno, we hear a couple of gunshots that are quickly followed by a silence, implying that someone had shot someone else and had died in the background of the Muppets from 2011. And that raises another question. Are Muppets protected under the same laws as humans? <laughs> if that was a Muppet that just got shot, does, does, a does he get the same get rights? Yeah. There's is, a whole weird ecosystem of Muppets and humans in that movie. Here's also a thought. If a Muppet goes to trial, does he get a Muppet trial, which is basically just a bunch of gags and uh, jokes, which just ultimately ends in him being framed for murder that he didn't commit? Or is it an actual trial of jurors? And would they take him seriously? Probably depends on the offense. Also, while we're talking about a world filled with Muppets and humans, let's talk about the genealogy of this movie. So we start it's out messy. with... We start out with two brothers. One is played by Jason Segal, who you may know from How I Met Your Mother and other movies that we wouldn't know. I love, I love the movie How I Met Your Mother. The movie How I Met Your Mother. And his brother is a Muppet. So was he adopted, or is being a Muppet some sort of genealogical disorder? Where you're born and you're just covered in felt and you never grow. Ooh, there's another message that I got. On uh, never mind. I'm getting text messages, and we decided to keep this show in the now. It appears the uh, Among Us group me is active. Unidentified Jake has entered the chat. On second thought, I realize that's going to be a very niche yeah. audience <laughs> who's going to get that. So we're just going to not talk about that that's anymore. A, that's a real deep cut. And we're, <laughs> and we're going to stick to just the facts and a podcast for the people. Amen. We're providing a real service here. I'm trying to see how many, how long we've already gone. We're about, I can't even tell. I keep making it smaller. <laughs> We're true professionals here. Seven minutes and 35 oh, seconds. Oh, we're But the, I'd, I'd like to point out the uh, second second murder um, recorded in the movie that is by far the highest is when Gonzo finds out he's about to rejoin the Muppets and immediately grabs his chicken. Hold on, mystery. I think there's, there needs to be a bit of build-up there. So, okay, okay, again, okay. the plot of the movie is 
that the Muppets have been broken up for years. So this is technically a sequel to all the Muppet movies that have happened in the past, as if they were actually movies and TV shows. And these Muppets have been living basically in our world. Yeah, some of them in prosperity, like Hermit, who lives in a uh, mansion, and some of them in real, real destitute conditions. Yeah, with that also <laughs> kind of thing was, Hermit lives in a mansion. That's kind of run down, but a mansion nonetheless with a working robot servant. Meanwhile, Fozzie, the bear, is working at a, basically a gas station with a off-brand version of Muppets, just in total destitute. Meaning that this implies that Kermit took all the proceeds of these shows they've done for the past years, took them all for himself, and then gave the rest of the group nothing. Mm-hmm. We also we also said that from the size of his mansion, he probably had a good uh, prenuptial contract in place with Miss Piggy <laughs> before they got divorced. Which also, apparently Miss Piggy and Kermit got divorced at some point in this universe. Just didn't work out. Which is kind of sad, but also... What? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think we need a Muppet movie in the middle that shows the messy, messy divorce Ooh! process. <laughs> I want to see... Actually, I don't want to go that... I was going to go real dark and say, you know, they maybe had a miscarried child. Oh my gosh, no. <laughs> to some sort of rift in their marriage and then... Nope. <laughs> yeah, shouldn't have said that. Too far. We can edit that out. We're most, not going to edit that, though, because this is all... Should we edit that out? Maybe. We'll consider we'll it. Let the people decide. <laughs> the people being us. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, the, the Kermit and Miss Piggy are divorced. Mm-hmm. Lots of fun. That's a, real, that's a real high point in the movie. Mm-hmm. But back to what we actually were setting up. Gonzo in the highest kill count of the movie... As they're getting the Muppets back together, Gonzo somehow has risen through the ranks of being given nothing because Kermit has taken all the proceeds in the shows for himself, for his mansion, and has built a toilet company for himself. And then you can go back into the highest kill count, because you were covering this, and I kind of stole your thunder. I appreciate the, uh, the build-up. I, I wasn't telling the story right. No, it's all right. So, um... Anyways, they try to get Gonzo to uh, join the Muppets, and he, he doesn't want to. But then he, his mistress, who is a chicken, as well established as his mistress by the end of the movie, mm-hmm. convinces him that he really does want to be the Muppet. So he climbs to the top of the building, jumps off, almost dies, lands on the ground, and then hits a button that blows up the entire factory, which we had just seen quite a few employees in. So I'm flying <laughs> the heat, ruthlessly murdered, Pretty much everyone in his entire, entire organization, yeah. And those that he didn't kill, he is now rendered jobless mm-hmm. to fend for themselves and their families as they stick a picture of Gonzo on their dartboard and throw it at, throw darts at it every night mm-hmm. and curse them out of their breath as they develop certain coping habits. Wow. Dark. So yeah, this is a, <laughs> secretly a dark movie. Clearly. Uh, but regardless, again, like we said, I... Fudging love Muppets. It's it's quite good, and there's some real redeeming character. Well, not even redeeming. Amy Adams in this movie is never makes one mistake. She is patient and understanding, and do you want to explain how patient she is? Sure. So she's been dating Jason Segel, who really is pretty much just a large child at mm-hmm. this point. He sleeps in long pajamas in a twin bed in the same room as his brother, which, nothing against that, but he is, like, 
40, we'll say. And he has been dating Amy Adams for 10 years, which, again, nothing wrong with that. But Amy, Amy's made it real clear to her boy that she want a ring. She want a ring. She do want that ring. And he, it's hard to tell if he just is oblivious or doesn't care, but she's nice to him. They, they're planning on going to Hollywood for their anniversary, and he asks if he can bring his Muppet brother along, and she's down. When they get there, they end up trying to put the Muppets back together. She's down. He forgets about her anniversary, their anniversary and buying her dinner. She gets upset for like five minutes and then immediately is super kind to him again when he apologizes and then basically saves the Muppets. Long story short, find yourself in Amy Adams. Yeah. You found your Amy Adams? I did. Her name is Jessica. Yes. Or Jules. It's one of those two. Something like that. But yeah. Yeah. So. So. Pretty good. Mass murder in the Muppets. Yeah. Amy has a patient. I'm trying to think what else is there to gush about in this movie. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of good questions with the Muppets in society because this movie implied there there were Muppets everywhere in society, but they're not really Muppets. So I don't really understand what they're called because the performing troupe is the Muppets. Mm -hmm. But all these puppets are just, I don't know, puppets? Off-brand Muppets? Because also, yeah, another plot of the movie is if they don't get a $10 million by the end of this specific date, they lose the rights to both their theater and the name The Muppets. But at the same time, at one point in the movie... Jason Zagal and his brother, who may or may not be adopted or a genetic mutated child, uh, have a very dramatic sing-song about their mental breakdown of wondering, are they a man or are they a Muppet? If, so, if being a Muppet is just the performing truth, then really a man can be a Muppet. Is a Muppet a job or is it a sort of socioeconomic class? Wow, I don't know. Do they have special cars? Because I know they can't. Their feet definitely can't reach like red, regular gas. Pedals. That's true. Kermit has that robot that drives him around. Which then makes you wonder: Is robot under like the class of Muppets? <laughs> is it humans, Muppets, and then robots? I don't know that Muppets are are inferior citizens. <laughs> they seem to enjoy most <laughs> of the same rights as people, except for getting murdered in alleys. <laughs> that's, that's not really cool. What happens if a Muppet shows up in court? Do they take them seriously, or are they like, it's just a puppet? Or is it a Muppet? What is it between a puppet and a Muppet? I thought a Muppet is the, like is that group, like that performing troupe. And the other ones are just puppets. Bless you. Thank you. Well, no one ever says puppets in the movie, so we have to assume... They're all Muppets. But then again, like we said, they would potentially lose the name of Muppets. Yeah. Maybe it's just such an advanced society that people, that Muppets aren't judged differently than their fellow people. <laughs> are there... One can dream. Are there, Mupp- are there like Muppet police that govern different from regular police? Is there like a whole <laughs> Muppet court system? What if... Okay, come on to something here. I'm listening. What if there's a country in the world where all the Muppets come from? It's a sanctuary. Yeah. And every now and then a few of them leave and kind of mingle with the population. Yeah. Speaking of mingling with the population, let's talk about a conversation between Kermit and Miss Piggy 
where for some reason Kermit's now wearing a turtleneck, implying that for the rest of the time he is fuck naked. And they're talking about how they plan to start a family. I have little tadpoles running around the house. How would that work out? I want to. I want to talk. Uh, I want to talk anatomy between pigs and frogs here. Well, I, I don't think the tadpoles would be doing much running. I guess they just live in a fish <laughs> tank for a while. <laughs> oh man. But like, would he? You know, maybe lay some eggs down, and she would sit on them, and then leave them to hatch. <laughs> This is not a mental image I want. <laughs> they have to hatch in the water. It's in water, like a very shallow pool. At what point do the turtles, or turtles, the turtles sorry, frogs, what t- at what point do can they start, like, coming on land? Because for a while their kids are just going to be swimming around in a pool in their house. <laughs> Here's a different question. Maybe it's not anatomy like you and me, like, you know, a frog loves a pig and they make babies. Yeah, yeah. What if it's like a Build-A-Bear? Or every time you want to create sentient life, <laughs> you have to go to a, some certain store and just pick out your certain traits. No, actually a Build-A-Bear. There's a different, there's a section in the back room where you create sentient muppets. No, it's, everything's up front. You do it up front and then you kind of slip a guy a card in the back and he lets you to the back and you kind of put like a soul into it. <laughs> and then he comes to life. Grab a soul off the rack, like not one of those Kermit souls. Those are expensive. You get like one of those monster souls. <laughs> animal, you mean? Or oh, animal. Yeah, dang it. Monster. I know. Just because he's furry doesn't make him a monster. No, just, uh, that's what we were telling the police when they wouldn't arrest the Muppet Killer. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, there were those. I feel like there were some more other unnumbered deaths that we. At some point. Yeah. Also, at uh, near the end, so they need to get a guest speaker for their final Muppet Telethon. 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 There you go. Somewhere. Around and there. they end up kidnapping Jack Black and tying him to a chair. Somewhat violently. Somewhat violently, yes. And near the end of the movie, we see him still strapped to this chair as a bunch of homeless men pick him up and march off in the sunset as Jack Black is still calling out for help. Implying that in this Muppet universe, Muppet-human hybrid universe, Jack Black has been kidnapped and is now living among the homeless population. Also, and I think that's just something that shouldn't be overlooked. I mean, it's fine, but at the same time, like, he was kidnapped, and he's never going to see his family again, which is kind of sad. Also, he was earlier in the movie when Animal was going through, um, like, court... Um, it's called court mandated anger management. Jack Black was somehow <laughs> appointed as his like, court mandated uh, sponsor. Yeah, and it's like, why would they choose Jack Black for that? <laughs> they, was the judge like watching Nacho Libre the night before? Like him? That's the one. That's the one who's gonna bring Animal back to health. Uh, all right, I have a question that's outside of the Muppet movie itself, but still a Muppet-related question. Okay. Because we're, we're just talking about Muppets here. That's all that matters tonight. And honestly, for the rest of time. Uh, I saw like a question on Twitter once, and it was, if you could take any movie and replace every single actor except for one with Muppets, what movie are you choosing, and what actor gets to stay in the film? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I didn't take long to think about this, so this is first instinct, but we're going with it. 
Die Hard, uh, and, and Hans Gruber is the only one that isn't a Muppet. <laughs> okay, I can see it. I want The Matrix. The Matrix, okay. But the only one who's human is either Keanu Reeves or Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> so you have this army of uh, Agent Smiths just in menacing stone cold Muppet faces. You know what? I want it to be Lawrence Fishburne who plays uh, <laughs> wow, I blank out his name, Morpheus. So when you have the bullet, you know, scene where he's kind of bending backwards, you just have this Muppet kind of very dramatically moving its, you know, arms around while this human actor kind of stares in wonderment. He's the chosen one. <laughs> Whenever they get shot, you see stuffing just lying <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> oh my gosh. Also, with the with like the aliens that come out of their stomach, you Muppets. Muppet aliens? Worms, Are you not... thinking of you thinking of movie? You're thinking of the movie Alien. But in the in the Matrix, there's like that worm thing that like goes into the stomach. That was, I guess, it did happen once. What was it? that? That movie was a weird movie. I think yeah. that was like a like a bug or a tracer. It's a lot of trippy stuff that happens in that movie. There was there's no denying that. So uh, what's your favorite Muppet, I guess? Because it seems like we're running out of things to talk about. Yeah, right. They're, and I'm not ready to let this end. We're running out of Muppet fuel. <laughs> Which is consequently, what if my... <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Muppet bones provide the fuel for society to run. That's why Tex Richmond wanted the Muppet studio so bad to turn it into an oil field. They were the bones of, of deceased Muppets. It was a Muppet burial ground. <laughs> Sacred Muppet burial ground. <laughs> Even though we discussed that Muppets might be immortal. Just because they never seem to age or, or grow old. Dermatologists hate them. Especially since they don't really know how to operate on felt. They try to cut them open. It's just, it's just stuffy. Just throw them on a tumble dry. <laughs> That's how Muppets stay fast. <laughs> Go and jump in the sink throw themselves in the dryer. <laughs> oh, man. What was your question? I'm sorry. It was, uh, what's your favorite Muppet? Oh, um, I don't know. I think I said Animal. He's, he's a good one. It's good. He's got a lot of raw anger in him and emotion that makes him such a good musician. What about you? I'm a, I'm a 100% Swedish chef. Mm. I like those humanoid hands. Yep. I like the fact that he speaks gibberish and, you know, the fact that whatever he says can be put in subtitles and you can put whatever. You can yeah. put something inappropriate because a seven-year-old can't read that most likely. Maybe they can, <laughs> but, like, I'm putting a lot of faith in seventh graders. Not seventh graders. Seven-year-olds. Oh, seventh graders can read that. Oh, man. American society is in a worse place than we thought. Seventh graders <laughs> can't read subtitles. That's just the society we live in. Imagine what it would be like if we had Muppets in the mix. Oh, my gosh. We had Muppets in the mix. Also, Muppets are clearly a minority group, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's way more people than Muppets in the world. I want a, uh, a version of The Wire, but it's Muppets. It's just them trying to make a living. You know, instead of selling drugs, they're uh, selling entertainment. For, like, yeah. family-friendly entertainment. Yeah. And, like, there's a lot of behind-the-scenes drama of, like, yo, man, that was my street corner. I did balloons on that corner. And... 
don't know. I feel like there's a lot of untapped potential. Yeah. And then you also find out that their whole the Muppet show is just a money laundering scheme where they do sell drugs. <laughs> <laughs> How else do you think they come up with all that crazy stuff? <laughs> They're in the back high as a kite, and they come out with an idea like, let's throw a bowling ball in this thing. What if we just walked on poles while juggling? Hey, Chef, you you go out there and just yell a bunch of gibberish and throw knives. Just yell at a bunch of vegetables, and they'll yell back at you. (laughs) (laughs) That's a pretty good impression. Oh, thank you. Uh, How's your Kermit? My Kermit. Kermitty Frog here. That's pretty good too. Okay. Uh, you got any? Nah. Not gonna try. That's. Hmm. Who's who's someone to try? There's Fozzie. Wonka Wonka. <laughs> no, that's not it. Got the words right. <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> oh man. How are you? You know I'm good. I'm I'm staying busy. Um, I'm living life, watching the Muppets, trying to emulate my life based off of it. It's consuming my every single thought as I constantly toy with the idea, am I a man or am I a Muppet? You like tangerines? I like tangerines. You know what tangerines remind me of? I'm listening. Muppets. Nice. When you peel back this skin, you're pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. How how are you? Do you like peaches? <laughs> I love peaches. I go for a peach. But how am I I'm I'm tired, you know. I feel that. I'm tired of you know the, the existence that's Muppetless. Well not Muppetless, but I just know that we walk around and we it's we all look the same. You know? there, there could be Muppets among us, but there's just not. Man, I wish there are Muppets among us. Jim Henson gone. There's no one there to create them anymore. They're dying now. Except for when you go to build a better and you put a little soul. They're running them. out of Muppet souls. <laughs> I think we're dragging this out too long. I, I think our <laughs> listeners know we're, we're running out of gas. <laughs> Gotta think of something else. Oh, man. But yeah, this is season two. Welcome back if you've lasted this long. Maybe Ready for a maybe while. Not, ride. Maybe not our strongest, but we're getting back in the stride. Yeah. Hey, podcasts aren't easy. They aren't. They, Rome wasn't built in the day. Oh. It was built at night because it was too hot during the day. Wow. See, so if you stick with us, you'll get zingers like that coming at you constantly. <laughs> but yeah, uh, here's some, uh, some sneak peeks for a couple weeks to come. One of my ideas, I don't know if I'm going to do this with, so if anyone's interested, let me know. Uh, I want to rank all the Harry Potter movies, but I want to do it solely based on the hairstyles of the movie. So, nothing related to the story, just ranking the movies based on which Harry Potter had the best hair. I think that might be pretty chronological. (laughs) I don't know. I I have a... I've got some... I've got some different ideas, you know. I've got a got a specific number one in mind and I'm not going to say because I'm going to keep it you got to tease it a little tease you know and it's not what you might think maybe definitely four <laughs> I'm not going to confirm or deny that <laughs> it is four sorry just gave we'll edit that out in post 
Nah, we'll keep it in on the fly. I might take out what we said earlier, though. Good call. <laughs> All right. Do you? Would you like to unplug your sponsors now? Uh, plug my sponsors. I have no sponsors. So, I mean, if anyone wants to pay me money and I'll talk about stuff for them. Well, Samsung is sponsoring you. No, they dropped out after my uh, scandal. What was that? I like to lick caterpillars. That's not innuendo, I, I, it was caterpillars. Don't think anyone I, thought that. <laughs> I, want, no, I, I wanted to make sure, you know, because caterpillars look like things, and things when they're licked are cause scandals. This was just me licking caterpillars. I'm not sure this is helping the sponsorship opportunity. It probably is not, but I want to be authentic. If I'm going to get sponsorships, I'm going to get them honestly. Mm-hmm. While licking caterpillars. They're really prickly on my tongue. It's like a starburst, but with more zing. It's like kissing a muppet. Like kissing a muppet. Uh, magical the first time and magical every time after. Tanner's giving me a look. He doesn't know how to respond. I'm going to have fun listening back to this and going like, what were we thinking? This was a bad idea. Season two, let's mother-freaking go! Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a theme song? I have a little... Like an outro? I don't have an outro, but I have like a... Little guitar thing that goes. I'll let you listen to it in a minute. You okay. you probably heard it if you listened to. By the way, how much of a season one have you listened to? Some of it. Describe some of it. A small amount. Of what? Season one. I want you to describe in detail how much you've listened to it. I've listened to five minutes. Very nice. <laughs> There's no shame in that, you know. I don't know if I listened to more. <laughs> but I do I actually have I've gone back and listened to it just because I was remembering the good times with Kyle mm-hmm. you hear that Kyle I miss you are you happy Kyle you're hearing this subpar uh, commentary by me because you're not on here I don't know you and you're probably a great guy but having to deal with my crappy Muppet jokes <laughs> <laughs> but yeah should, should we just wrap it up? I feel like we've been trying to for like about a minute yeah. or five. Are we gonna Are we gonna sing uh, on the fly song? We could just sing in my manner of Muppet. Okay. Here, you you start on the last chorus, and I'll I'll join in like where where. Um... Well, well, let's just hum it, and okay. then we'll have it fade out. Well, so the humming didn't go over very well, so I'm just gonna cut that bit out. But I would like to remind anyone in the Sanford slash Birmingham area that, once again, I don't really have a co-host. Tanner's willing to come back, but if he's busy, I'm looking for people willing to speak these truths. Honestly, just anyone who can hold a conversation about whatever weird crap we decide to talk about on a week-to-week basis. So if you're interested, hit me up. Yeah.